Okay, so what's that? Oh, blister? It was. It's a deceased blister now. It got torn clean from, well, just about clean from my finger on my long cycle set this morning. Awesome. And usually I notice that stuff, but I didn't notice it until I was done. Oh, that's kind of (laughs) good. Then it doesn't distract you from your set. (laughs) It definitely didn't distract me. So it's been a really long time since my last episode. Although strangely, or maybe not so strangely, no one's given me a hard time about it. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know what that should mean. Um, so, well, (laughs) how come you haven't done another episode? I'll give you a hard time. Why has it been so long? Mm, Just haven't had a lot of interest in, uh, any given particular topic. Like it's one of the problems with me is that, uh, when it comes to creative type things like this, I have a hard time not putting a hundred percent into it and so then it's like well if i can't do the best job that i can then i'm just not gonna do it yeah <clears throat> um and uh as it pertains to the the subject material in the podcast you know i want to create some um interesting questions and create an interesting dialogue and sometimes it's kind of hard to come up with uh, the the pieces that that make that up so it, it takes like, you know, I have to take like an afternoon just to kind of go over stuff and think of good questions and, and scour Facebook for like what's going on and see what kind of catches my eye and read other people's so blogs. And, yeah. And I hate reading other people's blogs. That's why I do a podcast. So I don't have to blog. Yeah. So anyways, um, what's going on with your social media game? My social media game. Uh, well, I just started using Facebook Live today for the first time. <laughs> it's pretty good. How did it not shut you down for the music? Because I always get the uh, copyright notices and that just shuts my video down and deletes it automatically. It just did. It just did. But I think oh, when I was going... I think when I was going live, it was fine. And then after when you click finish and then you go to post it or publish, then it says that. But I used to just skip that because it says if the music isn't the main focus of your video, then you can post it. So I'm like, well, the music is never the main focus of my video. But uh, then Facebook banned me from posting any more videos for a while. But it looks like I'm back on. But because I would just skip it. I'd just be like, post anyway. I mean, I don't have the rights in the songs, but when they're just little clips and they're in the background, you know, you're, you're training, you're showing your training. You're not trying to advertise the song or the song isn't a big part of your video. Then I don't see what the problem is. Yeah. Um, how long did the, did it say how long it was going to ban you for? No, but it's probably been at least a month, if not two. <laughs> oh, Wow. It's the face, Facebook Gestapo. Yeah. I just stopped posting videos. Yeah. They just said, you're banned. I've seen it happen. Uh, I've seen on Britney's. She's been banned at one point, And same with Kim Fox. Right. So it's kind of annoying because it sucks to train without music. <laughs> and there's also no option on Facebook just to be like, post a video without music. Yeah. You got to play by the rules. I know. Like Instagram doesn't care. 
And you can post it without the music. <laughs> um, I, I am reminded of this thing that Miko Salo said, which was, if you need music to work out, you need to find another hobby. I need music to work out. <laughs> well, no, it's fine. Like I've done, I've been to competitions like OKC in Vancouver where they've had either no music quiet music or a really crappy set of songs on okay and i've been able i've been able to work out through that see all right now this is kind of this is uh getting me interested in in a topic that i haven't tackled yet which is music at competitions and um the good the bad and the ugly yeah so do you have any expectations going into a competition about the music whether it be definitely okay do you contact ahead of time and be like, Hey, I want you to throw these songs on the playlist. No, I mean, I have once at Linda's comp, um, but usually I just expect them to have songs that pump you up on, on, I don't know, it gets the crowd excited and it gets you excited for your set. Right. Give me an example of a song that pumps you up and an example of a song that doesn't pump you up. Okay. Um, I don't know. Just something with like a pretty fast BPM. So just something high intensity, like, like any like, like the, the hamster song. dance like song, the hamster dance, totally. Or you know what I found on my playlist the other day is everybody is or everything is off. Awesome, that's a horrible song. I skipped it. Um, I've been listening to that Sia uh, "Move Your Body." I like that song right now to work out to. Um, like anything like Martin Garrix, uh, Avicii, like those kind of like upbeat songs. I would like to do my sets too. Songs that don't uh, pump me up. Anything very, really slow. Um, Yeah, I can't remember what was on in OKC in Vancouver, but I remember thinking like, what is this? Oh, there was Walking on Sunshine was at OKC in Vancouver. That was a... (laughs) Like the old, isn't that like the old disco song? Yeah, totally. Um, (laughs) Or like uh, The Police or something like that. Like, no. Yeah, someone's just someone's generic playlist is playing and it's not really catered to the competition. No. That's when it really sucks. Um, yeah. I'm trying to remember, did you, you didn't go to Moose Jaw, right? No, but I'm going to this year. Okay. Um, yeah. yeah, at the Flatlanders Moose Jaw one, the, and, and other people have con, um, agreed with me on this. The music was, was too damn loud. Too oh, damn it? loud. Um, okay. Well, it was a situation where the music was so loud that, and it was a lot of like uh, ACDC type stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah, Right, yeah. which is fine, but... Um, Old school rock. Yeah, which I never listened to. That was like when I was a teenager and learning how to play guitar, and then I left that behind me and, yeah. and <laughs> evolved with music. Although now... <laughs> Now I'm pretty convinced that we're in we're in the the dark age of music, but that's just me. Okay. <laughs> Why would you say that? Um, because c- everything is so friggin' vanilla. It's like the same uh, drum and bass track, uh, uh, electronified, and it's kind of what like. What about all the tropical house that's happening right now? Every song with that tropical house beat. Tropical house. Oh, yeah, like Justin Bieber's got some Tropical House. Mm. Kygo is everywhere well, now. I'm sure it's better than Calypso. Uh, okay. <laughs> like when you have like the old Casio uh, 
keyboard and he can hit like the demo button and for all the different drum tracks and yeah it's got like bossa nova and calypso and the worst things everything's ever. the same but um yeah so anyways the music was so damn loud that you couldn't even hear your own your own heartbeat or you couldn't like get in tune with your body yeah and you couldn't hear yourself breathe yeah and so what you what just overcame you with this, was this overwhelming sense of anxiety because the music was so loud yeah so that that's that's one thing now that i've experienced that is something i fear walking into so now you know too much what's too much yeah that and that was too much yeah. way too much um so i wouldn't recommend what about that. what about linda's comps how do you like the music there like the victoria ones I'm, I'm, in terms of volume uh i don't think i ever noticed it so i think it was fine Okay. Like I can't think of, yeah, I don't remember. And th- I think that's the, uh, that's the thing is if you don't remember anything about the music, then uh, I guess it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I, I always remember the songs that come on in certain parts of my set. I'm big into music. It can totally get my adrenaline going and help me push out extra reps. Oh, totally. Sure. Um, yeah. Although I'll find myself starting a set with, uh, you know, one of my favorite songs, but then, you know, if I'm doing like a 10 minute set, obviously the next track will come on. And, uh, by the time I finish my set, I don't even know what songs I've played. Yeah. You, yeah. You, eventually you just get into the zone or so at least focused. that's my experience. Okay. Anything else to add on the music? Anything else to add on the music? No. Okay. I like music <laughs> at a reasonable volume. <laughs> so it doesn't make your ears bleed okay so you have moved out of the ice place (laughs) what's what's that called exactly uh so it was ice hockey and fitness now did Um, you get slammed by like a uh a cease and desist order from steve from the ice chamber to be like hey you can't be using the ice motif with your kettlebell stuff Missy. Not at all. <laughs> Not at all. Okay. Um, but it is funny, the coincidence. No, so it was ice hockey and fitness, and it was like that before I moved in. Um, but the ice rink went out of business. Oh, and we are the gym was subleasing off of the ice rink. I was sub subleasing off the gym. So once the ice rink was done, we had to move. So we had a couple months to find a space. So me and the other guy that was running the ICE uh, personal training studio moved out a little bit further into Langford. Um, this sounds like it probably has like some Russian mafia stuff going on behind the scenes. <laughs> totally. But I digress. Um, all right. So you're out of there and you're in a new facility now that you officially moved in as of when? January 1st. Okay. And uh, does this place have a cool name like the ICE hockey i forget the name already <laughs> it's too long <laughs> okay it's too long um well we named it the warehouse um but we're keeping our prospective business names for now and then we might evolve into one so we just kind of named the building the warehouse and then he's keeping his business name it's uh incorporated so he's ice personal training studios he's keeping that and i'm keeping work it out fitness so it's just 
the Workout Out Fitness and Ice personal training warehouse. But logoed on the outside, we don't have any signage right now. Nothing. Can you see? I see zero signage. Okay, yeah, we're just a nondescript building. So you come down here and you're like, what's down here? Um, there's a gym inside. Yeah, so, the, so we're just going to call it the warehouse. And then as we work together further, it might turn into um, uh, a business that we combined, combined together and become one, the warehouse gym. Okay. Um, yeah. Do you think you'll stick with the warehouse if you do combine? I'm not sure. It, I heard there's a I heard there's a business in Vancouver called the Warehouse. That's a uh, a restaurant. Oh, uh, I would um, never eat at a place called the Warehouse. <laughs> we just thought, like, let's just name the building, and the building is a warehouse. So we're naming. See, that's the not building. very creative, then. Well, it's a uh, warehouse. Let's call it the Warehouse. Did you see the names that were uh, given to us as? Uh, examples of what we could name our place we had a we had a draw going you could win three months of classes if you could name our building or our new gym and uh out of 20 something names we couldn't find anything so <laughs> we settled in the warehouse <laughs> it's not the building we're not naming it the building no but it might be the might be the west shore warehouse west shore you're really attached to this I warehouse idea cool. yeah why not? And then, oh, well, yeah, <laughs> I like it. The kettlebell warehouse, the warehouse okay. of champions. <laughs> <laughs> That's the worst name ever. Okay. Uh, okay. Warehouse of champions. I mean, not, not the current name, just the warehouse. Okay. Even the warehouse <laughs> is better than warehouse of champions. So, Just you wait okay. to see the champions emerge from these doors. Well, I'll I'll put a, out a call to action to everyone. If you could send Carissa Siverot some ideas for a new name for her gym facility, I think that would be good. Okay. Thank you. Moving on. Moving on. Um. So we okay. So we went through the location. Uh, how is uh setting it up? Um. How was that process? And did you get any new equipment for the new facility? What was that like? Um, so it was pretty awesome. On New Year's Eve, uh, Tim, the other trainer that I moved with, held a class and 20-something people showed up for it. And right after that class, we peeled everything out of the ICE personal training studio and brought it over here. So we brought all the flooring, all the equipment, everything, and had it set up and ready to go for the next day. Um, we got a little bit more, uh, pieces for our squat rack. So our squat rack goes a little bit further. Um, we're selling one of our cable machines, which is taken apart and still against the wall. Um, just because it's too big for the space that we have now. It's just a different setup now. There's two, there's two studio spaces and the other place we were in had one. Um, so one big room and whereas this one's one big room and then one medium size room. Um, and so that piece of equipment doesn't fit. So we're getting rid of that and we're going to get a couple air dimes and a few more rowers. Um, and then as for equipment, we just kept all the stuff that we had over there. We didn't really need much. We need some plyo boxes though. We think we only have three, um, maybe some wall balls, but okay. we have enough kettlebells. We have enough squat racks. We have enough bars and plates and all that. And you had enough flooring and everything. I imagine it was just concrete yeah. floor when you moved in. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 
Um, and how have you been balancing uh, setting up the new facility and handling your classes and your clients and just uh, your personal life and training? Um, I'll say that my training is kind of taking a bit of a backseat. I can still squeeze it in, but um, I'm definitely feeling like even though I'll have some breaks in between the day, it, I can definitely feel like that kind of mental fatigue from the day. There's a lot of computer computer work to do. We're trying to set up a system that joins um, both of us so everybody can come on and uh, pay for their monthly membership under one system. And so we have a bunch of clients we need to integrate and get all that information in and a class schedule and all that, <clears throat> make sure all the merchant account is set up. So that's kind of taking some time. And then there's also like the waiting game of when you're waiting for um, other people to put their... Uh, their input in there too. Um, also, um, in terms of scheduling, the first month was just seeing how many people we were expecting in classes. So that was kind of on hold in terms of what I could do for the online system. Um, in terms of trying to set up what classes go where, because I'm not, I'm not really into holding a kettlebell class with 20 people in it. So I didn't really know what to expect once Tim and I put our classes together, but it looks like it's distributed pretty well. Um, there's, there hasn't been really classes with 20 or more people the weekend sometimes, or the weekends are always like a circuit style class anyways. Um, so, so yeah, so that's kind of starting to smooth out and people are feeling more comfortable and uh, Sarah's working for us full time now. So getting her in there as much as, much as we can and getting people to know her and her training style and um she's getting getting more comfortable and getting a few more clients here um yeah okay have you revamped your product line at all meaning product that i sell or service uh that you sell so uh like the shirts and the bags and stuff like that are you thinking of um, coming out with new stuff or uh do you have stuff specifically that you've designed uh to kind of celebrate the move or we just got well we still haven't settled on a logo <laughs> we just got a logo design uh this weekend this past weekend so we're designing deciding on a color from there we really like the logo um, so that's why we have no signage yet. Um, from there, once we decide on the color for the logo, then we will get up. So we will get some gear, some, uh, bags and shirts and hats and all that stuff made up. I still like our work it out fitness stuff. Um, the clean it, jerk it, snatch it, work it. Um, I think that still has a place and, and I think people still like those shirts. So we'll still keep some of those around, but we will be adding some warehouse workout gear to it. And the evolution of the snatch. That's our next one we want. Uh, Check out my snatch. How'd you like my snatch? How'd you like my snatch is what it's going to say, I think. Yeah, the, du the double entendre is so overplayed. Uh, is it? <laughs> people, still, people still laugh. They, they, they do, and they'll still buy it. Um, <laughs> yeah, you got to milk that for every dollar it's worth. Well, it's fun. You got to have fun with your journey. Um, and, and, just, no. <laughs> and we're going to get to that in a minute here. I just want to ask you a few more other questions. Um, so last time we talked, you hadn't gone to Vegas yet. How was it? Awesome. Um, awesome. In terms of how the set went. Okay. Um, what'd you go there to do? It, I went there to do the set. 
Um, so I was excited about, it was my first long cycle set, my double uh, two arm long cycle set. So that was exciting. My first ever 10 minute set um, with the 16s. I think the longest set I did before that, that set, I think it was six, six or seven minutes. Um, so that was exciting to, to complete the set and hit uh, a decent, decent number down there. That felt pretty good. Um, I was drawn to the Vegas uh, competition and the fact that it was during um, um, not Arnold Classic. The Olympia. The Olympia, Mr. Olympia. Uh, so to see like that whole bodybuilding show and stuff. So that was kind of cool to see and be in that atmosphere. Um, I mean, it wasn't huge on my list, but Adam mm. really liked it. Did you and get a so, spray tan? So I got a spray tan and a sequin bikini and <laughs> a lot of free protein samples. <laughs> um, no, I didn't get a spray tan or a sequin bikini, but there were lots of people walking around like that. Um, and, but I, I gotta say, I was a little bit disappointed with the competition in the fact that there wasn't a ton of people down there to compete. Um, and it's almost like you set up kind of in the background. Like, yeah. the, you know, I mean, I knew it was the Olympia Expo, so that was going to be the main focus, but like along the side walls was, you know, the Olympic lifting, the strong man, you know, people on bars, uh, jujitsu kettlebells and it kind of felt like you were like almost like a circus display of like i don't know it was definitely definitely kind of an odd odd feeling um but it was still still like anytime i get to stand up on the platform I, i'm excited even like in-house competitions that always gets me gets me going for a set so so that was good but sarah and i were basically competing against ourselves down there well i mean you always are to an extent when you're doing uh, your set because you've got your number that you want to hit and you know you want to make rank and all that but uh there was no one in my category and there was no one in her category it's not so, an unusual feeling for kettlebells yeah um and especially for women the two-arm stuff right um there's not a lot of, well now there is a lot but yeah, I'd say those those tables have turned completely yeah, because now it's, it's Rachel still, goes to competitions and she's literally the only person doing one arm long cycle. Right, right. Yeah. yeah. So um, so I guess there's that too, right? So it was just Sarah and I and there was one other person doing the 8K uh, two arm long, long cycle. So yeah, it was good. It was good. Good experience. Did you get, did you get to meet so, any? Vegas uh, is always fun. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it depends on, uh, what you're doing, I guess. Did you go up and down the whole strip and just yeah, kind of take did. everything in and we got one of those huge, uh, margaritas or pina coladas. <laughs> we had to buy one of those huge, in like a boot or yeah. <laughs> uh, so that was Sarah and Josh's first time there. So we thought we would go and do, just do the Vegas thing. I mean, we didn't really go out partying or anything like that. We no. weren't really there for and that, it, and it was, but we did walk the strip. Right. And that margarita was made with uh, organic cane sugar, right? Totally. I'm pretty sure that uh, helped us with our recovery from the the, the set exactly. the night before. Um, what uh, did you get to meet any personal heroes at the uh, expo, or see any at least? Um, I did, yeah, I met uh, Dana Lil Lynn Bailey and uh, Rob Bailey on the strip actually. 
Um, and so I've been, I had watched some DLB videos for a while. Adam got me on that and she's pretty inspiring. I mean, I'm not, I don't watch her often, but, uh, I really like, um, her work ethic and, you know, she kind of stands out from the crowd. Um, and so we were just walking down the strip and I saw her and I just screamed out her name. There's DLB. <laughs> and so she turned around and I was like, uh Oh, I don't know what to say. <laughs> Did you tell her that you lift kettlebells? I was just like, hi. Um, no, I didn't say anything. I they were just like, nice to meet you. Bye. I'm drinking a big margarita. Um, and then Rob Bailey is huge. She was like a giant coming down to give me a handshake. Yeah, he's a big, he's really tall. Um, so met them on the strip. I you know, couldn't really think of anything to say on the fly there. Like, nice to meet you. <laughs> you couldn't even form yeah. words. You were just like, <laughs> so, oh, I like your muscles. <laughs> uh, so yeah, met them on the strip. I didn't really, at the expo, I wasn't really searching for anybody. We did see the rock, um, but he was kind of like up on one of the ledges and, you know, talking down to the crowd. Mm-hmm. Um, not talking down to the crowd, but did you buy- talking to the crowd from above. <laughs> did you buy anything? Uh, sorry? Did you buy anything? I did not buy... Oh, I bought a pair of pants. That was about it. I'm disappointed with them. Oh. But that's okay. You win some, you lose some. <laughs> Life goes on. Life goes on. I ate a lot of different protein snacks and cookies and protein ice cream. What was the one that you were most pleasantly surprised with and the one that you really did not like? They all blend together. (laughs) They're all blending together and you're all in all these pre-workouts and then like BCAAs and you're like, uh, I don't know. Um, no, nothing really stood out in terms of either being good or bad. They all start to kind of taste the same, (laughs) like raspberry flavored water and, yeah. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. All right. Let's move on from that. Um, so you just had a snatch session, right? Yeah. Okay. Um, now was that scheduled or did you just, were you just like, well, I got some time and I'm going to squeeze this in. I'm like, Solly wants to have an interview. I might as well do some more sets and put them off for a little bit longer. Um, no, um, (laughs) it was scheduled. I'm about three days behind on my program that I set up. Um, and I think that's because I didn't really schedule in your in-house in term into my training cycle. And then after the in-house, I was supposed to do a snatch set the next day and I just was not feeling it. Mm -hmm. So this snatch set was supposed to be done two days ago. Um, so I don't usually snatch on my long cycle days. Um, but my long cycle day was really short. It was just three minutes and 30 seconds with the 12s and then same time with the 16. So I was like, maybe I'll do my, my snatch set, my swing snatch. Um, but I changed my swing snatch into a half snatch. So I kind of cheated. So, okay. It, what It was 20K. It was 20K. It was seven minute 20K swing snatch. Well, what so made you, I, what made you make that choice? That modification? Was it strictly just, um, managing fatigue? Yeah, and my and I could feel my grip still from two days before okay. with my snap a couple of days before. I could just really feel my forearms, and I could feel it in my long cycle, which is funny because I never feel like that's the last place that I feel fatigue in a long cycle set is my grip. Mm-hmm. Um, so I could feel it in my long cycle set, like I felt my cleans were messy. Um, so I just thought, well, I don't want to push it because I want to get back on track and then 
you know, each time you're pushing past that point of, of fatigue, right. And it's taking you longer to recover your next sets aren't exactly what you need them to be. Um, so I thought, well, I'm kind of looking at it as like a makeup set that I might've even skipped anyways. So I'm like, okay, I can do the, I can do the half snatch and I'm still getting the benefit of the swing portion of it too. Right. So that's why I modified. That's what I told myself. Yeah, no, it's, uh, sometimes you just have to auto-regulate, uh, especially, you know, and and there's a reason for it because yeah, you did have a, uh, an in-house. So, uh, competitions are going to be, uh, more often than not max efforts. Yeah. Right. You're going to want to like today I was planning on doing eight minutes on my long cycle and I stopped at six, not because I had to, but because I wanted to. Yeah. I was like, ah, things I'm, I'm getting tired and my shoulders are getting sore and, and, yeah. but I could, if I slowed it down, I could have kept going like the, it would have been hard to breathe and stuff, but I, yeah, it was, it was a choice. It wasn't that I had to, it was definitely a choice, but when yeah. you're in competition, you don't let yourself make that choice. You just go and then you feel yeah. it more than any other training session you do, unless you specifically schedule in max effort type stuff. Yeah. Which I generally won't do with kettlebells in my hands. I'll usually kind of save that stuff for, uh, like sprinting at the end of a 5k or, um, doing some really intense wing gates on the, uh, air bike, that kind of thing. Brutal. Oh, it's so fun. So fun. Oh yeah. Um, (laughs) So you felt like you got what you wanted out of your, uh, your set? Totally. Okay. I felt my grip going on the last probably 30 seconds on my right side and almost a minute on my left side. Like I felt my last couple reps on both sides. Sorry, there's a truck starting. What an asshole. We'll wait till he goes. Pause. It's quite the sunset. Right? So nice. Do you want to see what you can see over there? <laughs> yeah. Well, I can see it in the reflection. Oh, can you? Okay. Yeah. Never mind. Um, so, <laughs> so anyways, what was I saying? Oh, yeah. The last minute on my left side, I could feel my grip going. Like, I knew I had some more in me. I, I, I mean, I did that that whole minute. And then about 30 seconds on my right side. And my last, like, two reps on my left side, I really, two or three reps, I really slowed down. And I'm like, I might throw it, but... You got them in. So I think that I made a good choice by doing the half snatch because if I had done the full, I wouldn't have lasted the seven minutes. And that sucks for, uh, I, feel like, I feel like my mental state, especially with this, the snatch, is, uh, is delicate. Is, I, my, yeah, I think that's pretty <laughs> universal. More than any yeah. other lift, for sure, you go into snatch a little apprehensive about... Uh, Cause even if you feel like your training is there, it's just, there's this uncertainty that you're just like, cause you had days where your grip just gives out and you can't explain it and it yeah. doesn't really matter how good. fast or slow you're going. And it doesn't. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, it's one of those, I read, um, the interview Brittany did with the guy from Texas kettlebell cup club. And he's like talking about how the snatch is a liar and like how you're like, it feels good. It feels good. And you're like, I can go for two or three more minutes. And then all of a sudden 10 reps later, you're done. Right. Yeah. It, it feels good until it doesn't. And when it doesn't, then it's, then it's done. You're done. Yeah. 
So. Um, now you can do some stuff in the middle of your set to try and mitigate that unless you're literally in a sprint with the next person beside you. Um, yeah. you know, just to try and last a bit longer. But, uh, actually this past weekend at, uh, at the Vancouver meet, the IKFF one at uh, Jody Boats Athletics, uh, Isaac and I were doing about, well, I guess we were both going about 20 RPM and then I slowed down a bit and I was still, I only slid down a little bit. I was still moving like maybe 16, 17, 18 RPM, but right at like 170, I don't know, maybe like 175, 176. It was just like all of a sudden it hit my grip. It was, it was feeling good up until that point. And then on the backswing on like rep 176, it was just like, ah, I can't feel my hand. <laughs> and then I just slowed right down. And uh, basically it was just at that point, once that happened, I only had two other reps in me. Um, but I was doing yeah. a solid like 16, 17 RPM in that last awesome. 30 seconds to a minute. And that just came to a complete yeah. stop. So there's something to be said though for slowing down a little bit so that you can go the distance. But when you're also trying yeah. to race someone, it's you get you kind of yeah you, you have to make that choice. It's like, do I slow down and try to go the distance, or because you look at the next guy and he's and it's like this guy's not stopping, <laughs> and there's not a whole lot of time left to beat him. So yeah, you kind of have to make that judgment call. Uh, yeah. Were you using any tips that you picked up from uh, other uh, sources? when you were doing your snatch set just now trying to implement anything new? Uh, yeah, actually I was, cha- I was playing around with my hand position a bit. Um, cause I b- read Brittany's recent post about, uh, how it took her five years to figure out her hand insert and she thought she had it properly and she never did. So I've been doing that, like put your hand all the way through, which I thought I had my hand all the way through and then feeling your forearm to see if it's relaxed. But I feel my forearm when it's just down, like not holding anything. And I feel my forearm when it's got a kettlebell in it and it feels the same. Like it just feels hard all the time. Um, So I'm like, I don't know if I'm just walking around with super tense forearms or what, but I found it very difficult to feel the difference between, and even just turning my hand and feeling like I'm flexing. um, I can't really feel when it's relaxed. So I was really just trying to shove my hand through, like have that like, I don't know if you can see my hand, like coming forward. Yeah. Um, so I was playing around with that the kind chicken of wiggling foot, my fingers right? a bit. The chicken the foot. The chicken foot. The chicken foot, like Archer said. Um, so, um, so I was just really trying to even get it up there a little bit more. And then because I've been trying out the, like, um, uh, what bells? The bells of steel bells now have those thicker handles, the same as the right. uh, kettlebell kings. And they, they're, t- they're a bit um, tapered at the base. Yeah, I, I usually have my hand right on, like my finger lock, like right on the edge, if not almost over the corner. And mm-hmm. I can't do that on those. And I've been watching some people's videos and their hands are not in the middle, but like almost more close, more to the middle than I've ever, ever done. So I kind of was playing around a little bit with that, having my hand a little bit farther in because if I have it on the edge of those kettlebell kings, like grip is going quickly. I, f- I definitely feel the difference, which is funny because I do have some 35 millimeter handles, but they're not, they don't have that like big, thick edge. Mm-hmm. Um, so this feels even harder on my grip. So it feels a bit harder. Have you noticed a, uh, 
uh, change in your numbers with these other bells? I haven't done any testing yet because I've only had them for two, two and a half weeks now. Okay. So I haven't done any testing with them, so I don't really know. Um, but I will say a six-minute snatch set with a 16K felt harder than it should. <laughs> um, so, like, it was a struggle. It was like, you know, I was hitting 21 RPMs in it, and it felt like a major, major struggle, which I felt like I'd, I have been working up to, like, a, a 20 RPM pace easily, if not 20, 22, 23 with a shorter sets with that, that size bell. Um, who knows if it was the bell handle or just the day, but, uh, it felt hard. Like I almost had to snurk on my left arm a couple, a couple reps. Sorry. What was that word? Snurk. Snurk? Snatch jerk. Where you're like, you're like ripping it up from the bottom almost. And then you're landing underneath and then standing up. A snurk. Snurk. I, I can't take credit for that. Someone else told me that. I think maybe Christine Broadhead. <laughs> that might be hers. Okay. Yeah. All right, all snurking aside, let's get serious now. Okay. Okay, so the, the, the topic I wanted to cover here, and this goes back a little bit to what we were talking to a little bit earlier in our Facebook chat um, when I was asking you some things you might like to talk about. Which... I think I gave you some really good ideas. Something about eating chicken kebabs Yeah, they're really is what good. I have here. Um, I was eating chicken kebabs and they were delicious and maybe snurking and maybe snurking (laughs) snurking oh my battery is slowly dying it just told me low battery mode I got 20% battery left oh that's plenty okay um so do you still find uh oh what'd I do okay uh do you still find uh kind of weaning people into kettlebells a a bit of a challenge uh definitely okay you know what's funny is that i mean it kind of depends right because people do come seeking out kettlebells like uh this is the first i've I've done some beginner bells classes where it's been like drop-in style i'm already down to 17 percent um but this is the first year where i've actually done six week sessions well i did i started last like um, November ish. And I did six week sessions, beginner bells. And every session now is my third session has sold out. Um, so people are seeking out, I only take eight to 10 people. So it's not like it's a huge amount of people coming in. Um, so people are seeking out kettlebells, but, um, I think it's very difficult for people to try something that feels awkward at first, Mm -hmm. um, kind of painful on the back of the wrist for a while. Um, takes a lot of time and, um, effort to kind of, you just really have to be focused when you're, when you're swinging a kettlebell and, you know, when you move up to those movements, like a clean and jerk and snatch. Um, so there's certain types of people that are seeking that out or willing to stick with it. You know what I mean? It's, it's different than just coming and like exercising, not like, um, in exercise, you can be completely mindless, but I think a lot of right. people just come and they just want to get a good sweat and then they want to go home and, and, you know, so what do you relax. think, like, what do you think the percentages of the people who, um, just want to go there and sweat versus the people who, um, are interested in the technical aspects? Uh, I think probably 
20, maybe 25% of people are interested in the technical aspects. Okay. Now, I think this is pertinent, especially with the whole beginner bells thing. So, um, when you brought this up, it, it kind of reminded me of this, um, article that Gray Cook put out, uh, a while back now, probably over a year ago called, uh, play practice or train. Yeah. was the main heading. Um, and I'll just take some excerpts directly from it. Uh, so play is something we mostly associate with either playing a sport or children doing random activities on a playground in any environment, randomly running around doing stuff, climbing, spinning, or anything they want. Then we have the play connotation in sports everywhere from picking up, or sorry, everywhere from pickup basketball game to weekend golf to professional sports. So that's play. Now, the idea of practice is pretty easy. We usually practice things that require something more than just natural ability, uh, meaning that it requires a skill and we have to practice that skill. Now, we're not really taking sets and reps in play or practice. Basically, we play until we get bored with a certain activity, and then we go pick another activity. Play is emotionally driven and very random, yet there's full engagement, quite a bit more engagement in play than there is in a person's gym workout. Play is what we're engineered to do until we find activities we love so much that we want to practice them. Once we've practiced them, we want to elevate our status and have organized training for them. But play is where it all starts. So the question for you is, with your Beginner Bells program, is it catered to starting off these new people with play as being the bulk of this session, this time that you have with them? Good question. <laughs> I thought so. <laughs> Meaning I have to think about it. Um, and since me bringing all this of, up to I you, mean, do you I think mean, that I you might like, reform it maybe? You know, I feel like we kind of do some play. Um, you know, the first 15, 20 minutes of every class, we are really focusing on technique. But I, I feel like we kind of, it always turns into like a pretty playful group. Um I, I don't know. I, 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 I feel like we make it pretty fun, but are we turning it into a game? You know, there's either time on the board, how long they're doing the exercise or number of reps they're doing on the board. You know, we'll do some pyramids where they're going down and up. Sometimes we'll play with a deck of cards or a partner workout, but it's never like, it's ne I don't really feel like it ever feels like a game. But you find ways to make it fun and almost play like. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I guess so. I think that's, that's how I, how I instruct. Um, I, I would have to ask people, but I feel like the feedback that we get, we're usually laughing pretty hard. Mm -hmm. Um, so I, I, it is fun. One way to think about <laughs> but it, but it's still, it's still work. Yeah. Well, one way to think about it, 5% battery or maybe we should switch to audio. Maybe that'll save us. Okay. <laughs> Okay. That's here. Let me. Um, nope. Wait. <laughs> well, I can go and plug it in, but we'll have to go into the gym. Is it really loud? And there's there? music playing. Three percent. Okay, let's try it. Um. Okay, do you want me to walk in there yeah, right now? Yeah. Yeah. Just go 3 ahead. Three percent battery. Okay. You better okay. hurry. Oh my god. Oh my god. And oh, three percent battery. Here. <laughs> I'm in the back closet. People are going to wonder what you're doing in there. Okay. Um, right. So Good. what I was going to say was sometimes 
um, a good way to think about organizing your training. Because one thing that's important to us is we is we tend to think about specificity of training because we are sport athletes. We have a given sport that we dedicate a certain amount of time to, and the rest of the time in our session can be you know some type of support work or even conditioning. So when it comes to something like your beginner bells program, um, you know maybe it would be good to think about okay, let's think about this in percentages. So we can dedicate, you know, 60% of the time in this session to quote unquote play and then 20% to something more focused and then maybe another 20% to stretching and flexibility stuff, which is arguably another huge component that the average person is missing from their life. Yeah. And then as they progress into your other classes, you kind of uh, modify that, percentage to reflect who's now in taking those classes. So now you're dedicating maybe 40% to more dedicated specific training. Uh, and then, and then you break up the rest, however way you want, maybe 20% play and then et cetera, et cetera. Maybe throw some strength in there too. How do you, how do you set up your play? Like when you were saying play, um, describe to me what that what that entails or what that means. Well, that's mostly me making fun of my clients and me getting a huge laugh out of it. That's, that's play for me. (laughs) But is that play for them? Um, well, my original, uh, six week beginner program, I don't think it had any play. It was based around this idea that people who are beginning should be learning fundamental movement type stuff and we should be screening for movement dysfunctions and blah, 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 blah. Of course, the problem with that is that on paper, that looks great, but not so much to the person who's actually participating. Yeah. Right? Um, And of course, when you're throwing all these things at them where the purpose is, okay, these are fundamental things and we're going to start you from the ground up and, and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Maybe those people don't really understand or give a damn, frankly, about that. And, and so they don't really feel as though they're participating in the process. They're just being told what to do. Yeah. Whereas a game, you can feel like you're participating in the process and you feel like you have a role to play. If you're playing a game. Um, So it's something I've been considering incorporating more of and finding new ways to do that. Um, But it sounds like you already have several kind of ways that you do that. Um, Yeah, I guess so. So kind of how my classes are set up is we do a warm up. Sometimes it's a fun warm up. Sometimes it's just basic squats, lunges type thing. Mobility is about five-ish minutes. And then we go over what we learned the class before the last couple weeks. And so we play around with that. And then I teach them something new. And then they do their workout portion and then stretch and then they're done. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, so that's how I set up my class. Yeah, and that's your that's your garden variety kind of normal class, and, and, and then you the know, be- like, and as they're practicing, I'm coming around and giving feedback and yeah. 
you know. Um, so it's also a little bit different in this new space, which I'm trying to figure out. Like, I'm finding with this new space, I'm not getting, I'm not making as much of a connection with each individual person because we're running two classes at the same time so it gets pretty loud in here mm-hmm. whereas when I was running it at the other center we were the only class in the place so like we got to have a lot more fun and there was more interaction and there was more sitting and chatting and or talking and chatting and making fun of snatch and jerk and whatever you know that kind of fun um, interaction whereas this time with the music being so loud it does feel I will say this session does feel a lot more like uh, they're coming in for a workout Mm -hmm. rather than, you know, creating that bond and community that forms within, you know, uh, other members that are starting out. And yeah, you kind of form a community with these people and you want to ask what they're doing um, for their next session and what classes they're coming to because you want to you want to kind of keep that group together. Yeah. Um, do you have a, a class coming up that you have to teach? Yes, I do. I got to get going. Okay. All right. Well, let me get you, I'll, I'll have you go and do that and, uh, okay. and we'll touch base again soon. Okay. And not, I will not be in a closet. <laughs> no, you're, you can't give me any guarantees on that probably. No, I can't. Okay. I'm, I'm up to 17% battery. See, that doesn't seem accurate to me. Okay. Um, I don't know what's wrong with my battery. <laughs> it's I'm like so skyrocketed up to 17. Okay. Yeah. Um, well, thanks for taking the time uh, with me to uh, chat you. a little bit about uh, the developments with your gym and yeah. um, and uh, waxing philosophical on play, practice, and training. All right. All awesome. right. Uh, Thank have, you. Uh, have fun with your class. Awesome. Okay. Thank you. Have a great night. All right. See you we'll talk to you. Bye. Okay. Bye-bye.